cults over here. Cults over there. There are cults everywhere. everywhere. And we're going to tell you all about it with a fairy tale twist. Welcome to Once Upon a Cult. Once upon a time, there was a beautiful little cult show that went for 100 episodes. Yay! Yay! Everybody yay with that! Yay! So this is our 100th. We're all very excited to be here. We have updates on some of the cults that we talked about. We have some questions I've posed to the group. So we're just excited to bring you some kind of behind-the-scenes wrap-up for this reunion special of Once Upon a Cult. Yay! Yay! So here to lead you through this reunion special, my name is Sean. I am the OG cult. I've been on every single episode, I realized today. <laughs> but this wasn't my idea. I did not come up with this show. We have OG cultist Vicky, Victoria, if you will. How have you been, ma'am? So good. So, so good. good. <laughs> and I'm so excited to do this. Yeah. I'm very excited to talk about, like, why we all wanted to do this. And, like, all, what a crazy, like, I feel like it's been a crazy ride, right? Yeah. Like, at least for me personally. So like, that's why I'm starting like with you, girl. Because oh, okay. I want you to tell us, this was your idea. I got oh. a call. You were like, hey, girl, mm-hmm. I know you're a podcaster mm-hmm. or some mm-hmm. shit. Come do this podcast with me. Right. How did you think of this? Why did you think of this? Well, I've always been fascinated by cults. I don't, I don't necessarily know why, but I am like obsessed with cults. Always <laughs> has been. You know, like it's super fascinating to me. And... I I felt like I'm weird because I like cults and I'm fascinated by cults and I thought I thought I'm both weird and funny and I thought <laughs> you're also both weird and funny and I kind of like you a lot. Oh yeah, and I'm like, and he knows how to do this. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, hey, you want to get together and talk about cults like every so often? You come over, I'll make you food. Yeah, it was a win-win, <laughs> right? Like we gotta talk about weird stuff. I yeah. loved it. Yeah. And I remember one of the the first things that you said when you positioned this to me is yeah. cult shows are so boring. Yes. <laughs> so what if we yeah. put like, some fun into it? Because I loved cult podcasts, but there were some and I was like, oh my God, I can't listen to this when I'm driving because I'm going to fall asleep. <laughs> this is like, it felt like a lot of podcasts I listened to were like the kind of like very like. Like, I don't know, people are very monotone, and I feel like we're very loud, and, like, yeah. yeah. Which, some of our early reviews were, like, <laughs> these people yeah, are annoying. Like, they are so annoying. They laugh a lot. We like, are. We yes. are. But and? we like, bringing you information. <laughs> so, we're still I mean, talking about cults. Yeah, like, we yeah. know the show isn't for everyone, mm-hmm. but... But we also know like we're not too. for everyone. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I'm thankful. Um, I know one day, I remember, you told me we were, like... On some like top ten on a podcast list for some random country. Oh yeah, <laughs> I don't where, but I was like, that's cool. We that's made like cool. a top one hundred list somewhere or something. I was yeah. like, what? We How do. weird we and make random. Foreign top charts. Yeah, a lot. it's so weird and random to me, but Which it's actually, hilarious. Just made me think. I yes. will also reveal in the show today our yeah. top ten um, episodes and okay. just how many listen. I think you'd. 
I'm going to be surprised. I need you to sit down when I tell okay. you how many Yes, because I never sit down when we do podcasts. <laughs> so Vicky and I started, we did a, probably, I think, the first two seasons, just the two of us. And then... <laughs> the first episode, we recorded from my bedroom. We in did, my bed. In your bed. Yeah, on oh. my bed. <laughs> and then I met yeah. a beautiful, sexy man named Alan in 2020. And I was like, hey, my weird friend Vicky and I are doing a cult show. I'm desirable. Do you want to be on the show with us? Yeah. And I was like, I guess maybe for one episode, I'll like sit in and, you know, look into this one cult. And then it turned out to be another one, another episode. You went down then, the cult rabbit hole yeah, and they yeah. just like, sucked you I, in. I guess I can't leave. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, It's just like joining a cult. It's just That's it's why you stuck around. Why? Because you felt forced. <laughs> <laughs> That's not cold well, at all. Well, you lured, lured me in with like, let's go to Disney and then so we'll hang out with Vicky afterwards. Yeah, that's love I was like, And he brought in oh. celebrities. Uh-huh. Now I'm realizing this. I, yeah. Yeah. <gasps> wow. Okay. And then, so wait, are you a cult leader? I am. I okay, am. okay, just clarifying. And then we had kind of a bumpy section where you suddenly got your, your keto journey yeah I started my keto journey I also started my divorce journey yeah yeah (laughs) so we Uh we didn't get you as much on the show so I thought well who else knows cults like Vicky does and we reached out (laughs) to Rachel who's another weird (laughs) redhead that's happy and like loud yeah so I was super grateful though that Rachel stepped in and I just want to say thank you which I don't think I've ever gotten a chance to do because I love this so much and it is something that I cared about and really wanted to be there and my divorce was like it was really hard it was difficult to go through and I as much as I wanted to be here for this I just there was a point where I couldn't mentally do it at all you know believe you me there's even today being unemployed I'm like all my energy's going into these podcasts (laughs) yeah so I was like should I be doing this or I don't know looking for a job (laughs) uh, Hard choices. Hard choices. (laughs) Rachel, what brought you to the podcast and what kept you besides uh, feeling pressured to (laughs) (laughs) help me? (laughs) Blink if you need help. Um, (laughs) Well, I mean, I listen. This is a podcast and no one can see you. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so before I came on with you guys, I listened uh, to it all the time because I love true crime. I love cults. Um, I just, I find it so interesting. And so when it was sounding like it was maybe not going to be happening anymore, I feel like I also really pressured Sean. I'm like, it can't end now. It has to keep going. I'm like, why do you care so much? (laughs) I love it. (laughs) But the crazy thing, I think the crazy thing is too, it could keep going. It could keep going and going and going. And I remember when I first asked you, would you like to do a podcast (laughs) about cults? You were like, are there even that many cults out there? There? Yeah. Oh there boy, so are there <laughs> many? So many. It's, and for so many things, and it's just yeah. And we didn't even touch on like the good cults because there are like good groups. Yeah, that we don't hear about absolutely. Because, well, we did with Jediism, which is funny because one. me and my now fiance, um, we jokingly, half jokingly, say <laughs> that we are going to raise our children to like 
when they go to school and talk about like their holidays, be like, yeah, we celebrate life day in our house and May the 4th. Like those are, those are our holy days. Like, oh, we're Jedi's. Like, I'm pretty sure like we can convince them like, no, this is really a religion. And when they go to school and their teacher's like, that's bullshit. I'm be like, no, no, they really, we're, we celebrate yeah. life day in this house. We don't, we're not Christian. How dare they you know? be judgmental against yeah. your religion? Right, right. So. Yeah. But we're totally going to be like, look, when we go to Disneyland, like, look at, they, they sell life day stuff. There's the Hanukkah stuff. There's the Christmas stuff. There's the Kwanzaa stuff. There's the life day stuff. What, what do you mean? It's not real. It's yeah. totally real. The force <laughs> is real. You don't believe in the force. Oh, no, I believe in the you force. You better believe in the force. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's, let's get into then first some of our updates because we have done so many episodes, some of them yeah. all the way back in, I think, 2017 is when we started. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So I know one in particular that we got kind of a negative message on yes. from a listener was Rajneesh mm-hmm. and the the reason for that is we were kind of in support of Rajneesh. We're like, oh, sex. And, like, they did try to poison a town. But let's just skip over that. <laughs> but, <laughs> they were just being free spirits. Yeah, they were being free spirits. So it kind of drew us in. But allegations have come out since. And this is what somebody yeah. wrote in about saying kind of like you showed it in a mostly positive light. But there's been child um, abuse. There's been, mm-hmm. like. Other other negatives came out, yeah. So at the time, we were kind of going mostly off of the Netflix special, which also skipped over the child abuse. But it has come to light that, you know, there were kids. One person was giving a firsthand um, recount of remembering knowing his parents were inside. Like, he wasn't seeing it, but he remembered hearing his parents inside a large room just having sex with lots of people. So the kids weren't really separated from that environment. And then there has been child abuse. um, I just lost the word. Allegations Mm -hmm. where kids were apparently um, made to have sex or participate in sex with adults. So it is not like this dreamy, wonderful cult that is presented in Netflix. There were very bad things happening, too. So I just wanted to correct that. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you. I, it just goes to show, like, it's so hard sometimes to research these things because mm-hmm. certain Netflix specials or certain um, articles really kind of tend to make their way to the forefront, and then those influence what's being said in the Wikipedia. Um, and mm-hmm. so, like, it can be really challenging when you know you're not a full time researcher yeah. <laughs> and you're doing the best <laughs> exactly. you can with what's in front of you. But um, we definitely try to get different points of view. And so um, it's also really awesome that listeners are comfortable enough to reach out and be like, hey, Hey, you guys, look at yeah. this thing. <laughs> yeah. No, I like that. I like that somebody cared enough to write in whether it's good or bad. Um, we did have another write-in from somebody in the Mankind Project, mm-hmm. the, the very queer group with the men going into yes. the woods naked. And he did not appreciate our episode. But didn't it seem – didn't you tell him, read to me what he said and it seemed very much like he was involved Yes, with? that's why he didn't appreciate it because he said he was involved with the project and we made things seem weirder than it was in a way and that we didn't focus on the positive. And I wrote back and I said, honestly, like when I research, 
I go out of my way to try to find the positive, but I was like, right. all the firsthand accounts I found from your group, sir, were not positive. So he kind of was like, well, that's fair. And I was like, yeah. I think, I think it's too, not only like you try to look for a positive, but it's more so you try to look at everything from a neutral point yeah, of view. that's true. Because we try to decipher, right? Is this truly a harmful cult? Is it just a group of people that believe, like, is it just a community? Like, what is it? And you have to have that neutral tone when you approach it, because otherwise you can't fairly judge. Mm -hmm. Is this truly a cult or not? Well, even when we did the cult of Trump, which I don't think you were on that episode. I think so. Okay. Yeah. I think we, we talked a couple times. I think about, we did one about Trump at Trump and then we did one about QAnon. QAnon. Yeah. And, Mm -hmm. and I think you guys did another one about QAnon without me. Um, or maybe another, we did one one though about, um, what's her name with the people of praise. I think it was the one who's on the Supreme court. Amy, oh, Amy, yeah, Barrett. Amy, yeah, Amy Barrett, yeah, yeah, but, um, and those were all the, really close together. Yeah, to right. On the cult of Trump, as someone who does not like Trump, I really did go out of my way to try and understand. Like, not any one person is truly one hundred percent evil or bad. So I was like, there must be something good about him. There must be some what is so charismatic about are him. Following him, yeah. yeah. I really did try to research. Like, why is this man so? loved and it was hard it was hard but I think we did a job of balancing that one (laughs) (laughs) let's give ourselves a pat on the back good job you guys (laughs) (laughs) we started doing this recently when some of the things are really hard to research there wasn't a lot of stuff out there we were like you guys we did a good job on this good job guys So let's talk about um, one that was on all of our minds as a positive follow-up. It's Britney, bitch. She's free. (laughs) That does make me so happy. Yeah, that was a good one. And I think Paris has also lately done a lot for advocating for mental health and for, you know, what she's gone through with her experience. I think that's another awesome thing. You know, that has happened since. Mm-hmm. I think so. Some positives. Yeah. How about you? Did you have stuff on Teal Swan for us? Yeah. So apparently I am stuck on the Teal Swan TikTok because oh. it keeps on uh, coming up on my feed. <laughs> no. so, but oh, yeah, no. she is very active still um, on TikTok. She has around, I think, 800,000 um, followers on her on her site or on her page, I guess. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously she wasn't happy about, she's very vocal about the documentary that was on Freeform and how she's not happy about it and everything on it is untrue according to her. <laughs> There's even, um, a website to call the truth about Teal, if you want to check it out, .com, um, of all her followers, just like putting their own POV of their thoughts about Teal Swan. Obviously it's all positive right. uh, because they're her followers. What? <laughs> but you yeah. mean the only reviews on her website that she paid for were positive? Yeah. I mean. Shocking. Yeah. You have to trust Shocking. the internet, right? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she's still very into what she's doing. She's even holding a lot of um, classes as well to that she charge was a lot on of money. Good Morning. It was, I think it was Good Morning America or Good Day. It's one of the bigger news morning shows uh-huh. recently promoting a product like a health powder substance or like 
something or another. Some, some, supplement. Yeah, some yeah. supplement. Um, and and which <laughs> does nobody at the at the news station Google right? Because per- yeah. you just google this person to know there is some controversy behind her and if there's any kind of controversy behind you do we want you on our show but uh, we talked about someone else like that they were on tv but then they ended up being a asshat and because they're on tv though they got a lot of uh exposure it makes you wonder how easy is it to get on tv i mean we have we've had stories of people like going on oprah or even um Mm-hmm. The Breatharian, mm-hmm. I forgot her name, the leader of it. Oh, she that's was, what I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah, she was on, I think, Good Morning, Good Morning America as well, too. So, yeah, it's just interesting that there is kind of this platform and it's kind of easily accessible to a lot of these charismatic people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So um, what follow-up do you have for us, Miss Rachel? Um, so this one, I... Was very interested in so Sufism reoriented. You guys might remember that as the group that um, has the big center in Northern California, like Walnut Creek area, that was built by like Cheesecake Factory money. Yeah, <laughs> um, and it's kind of more like a religion. And we kind of came across like generally they're fine. They're they're not harming anyone. But in very sad news, um, their leader, who was the Murshid, and at this time was Mershida Carol Wayland Connor just passed away on April 22nd of this That's a year. special day. It's a special day. While we were it's partying in Las Vegas, uh, <laughs> unfortunately, Carol passed away. So she lived a full life. She was 80 years old. And I don't see any information as to who the new leader is that's going to be taking uh, leadership of the movement. But sadly, their their leader, Carol, has passed away. And I don't know. She seemed like a good lady. (laughs) Yeah. And it's always kind of refreshing to see like a woman (laughs) leading a cult sometimes or not a cult, but like a spiritual group group. because so often it ends up like men doing it. So what? You can't blame white men for all of our problems, (laughs) even though they are all (laughs) caused by that. (laughs) We just need don't, to approach our days no. <laughs> with the confidence of an average white man. <laughs> just yeah. that's what you need. <laughs> it's basically all the leaders of these bad groups are like white men. <laughs> yeah. Um, how about you? You go next. Okay, so another happy update. Um, Andrew Tate, y'all. <laughs> Andrew Tate. Who is a white man. <laughs> yeah, another dumb white man. <laughs> But okay, can we just talk about how owned he got? Because oh, yeah. it was it was oh, it was great. Like okay, <laughs> so Greta did. How did how did it all happen? Like, do you remember? Right, you know what I'm talking about. Well, we know. So he was having beef with Greta, yeah. and there was like a whole thing around like pizza. And so, yeah, because oh, okay, yeah. but so he said something snarky, and then she tweeted something snarky back at which was really good. And so he decided uh-huh. to reply to her with a video, and he had been hiding out for a while now. So he decides mm-hmm. to reply to her with a video, and then in the background of the video, or in the video, I never watched it, so I don't know the details, but in the video is a pizza box. 
and they had been searching for him, and they caught him because of the video he posted that ended up with being that a pizza myth, box. Yeah, it, it was a myth. It was a myth. Oh, but it was so great. No, like don't the idea of that is the best. Yeah, the idea. Yeah, the idea of it is the best. Like in any like fact, like it's amazing that this young woman was like completely unfazed by him and like. Mm-hmm just like clapping back at his comments. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess like the, I can't remember if it was the FBI or whatever was after him. They'd already been kind of like on the route to him, but I do love the idea. I would I love it. I wish it were true so bad. Don't yeah. <laughs> burst my bubble because I I'm genuinely sorry. thought that was a true story. I was yeah. like, what? Okay. But um, he was owned so by I'm going to continue. Yeah, he true. was. He was yeah, owned. He was. Yeah. Uh, so actually just uh, 10 days ago, uh, Lori Vallo Daybell, cult mom or killer mom, <laughs> one of her many nicknames, uh, yeah. was found guilty of first degree murder, conspiracy to commit first degree murder, and grand theft over the deaths of her daughter, Tylee Ryan, who was 16, and Joshua J.J. Vallo, who was seven. So this yes. was terrible. Mm-hmm. So when we reported on this, uh, the kids had not been found yet. So that's why I wanted to be sure that we circled back. Uh, so this was the one where there were mysterious deaths all around uh, Lori, including her first husband. And or, then not she her first up, husband. <laughs> her fourth husband. <laughs> oh, her fourth husband. What happened to one, two, and three? Uh, I think she just divorced them. Oh, but yeah. this fourth one, like she then met Chad, who became her fifth husband. And of course, his name is Chad. <laughs> it's always a funny <laughs> Chad, right? <laughs> yeah. And they, like he, Chad had, had always been really into the end of times and like wrote fiction books around it. And then he like wrote this story about him and Lori, <laughs> like about how they met and it was instant love and like how she's a goddess. And so of course she fell right in love with that and then was like, let's kill my husband to get some money from his life insurance. And then she found out, that he had taken her off the life insurance <laughs> and his sister got everything. Wow. So, so instead then, they killed Chad's wife, Tammy. Yeah. So they could get Tammy, the life insurance from that. <laughs> she was found guilty for the death of Tammy, which we all kind of thought, cause Tammy kind of like died in her sleep, but then they found like narcotics in her system. So yeah. that was an issue. And then soon after, Lori's brother got sick and passed, which he apparently had helped with the murder of husband number four, they're thinking. But they also found narcotics in his system. So that's how everything got linked back to Lori and Chad. (laughs) I hate that. Yeah. No, I don't know that name. I just hate people named Chad a lot of times. (laughs) I don't. I've only known like one Chad. (laughs) What's well, the but, equivalent um, of Karen, right? Yeah. <laughs> Karen yeah. and Chad. <laughs> Karen and Chad. So this was the one. She ran off to Hawaii with Chad, right? And that's when her kids were kind of missing. They mm-hmm. did, unfortunately, find the kids um, It's pretty soon after we reported out on this group. So JJ, who was seven, he also had um, – he was autistic. So part of me wonders if she just couldn't handle having an autistic child. Mm-hmm. But she talked about how her kids were becoming zombies and that you have to kill zombies. They had gone so, dark. 
they had that's gone the only dark. way to yeah. like kind of save them is to yeah. kill the people that had gone dark well and what's really disturbing to me they haven't linked this to the death but around the same day that the kids went missing chad had texted Lori. I shot that raccoon and buried it in the pet cemetery. So people think the raccoon he was referring to might have been JJ. Wow. Because mm-hmm. they found JJ's body wrapped in uh, plastic and duct tape, and he was buried in the pet cemetery. Mm-hmm. Did and he have a bullet wound? Did I, they say? It didn't say. Mm. And then they found um, Tylee's body also buried on the premise. I don't think it was in the pet cemetery. But with her, they had actually dismembered her, burned her remains, and then buried the remains. Yep. Just don't forget how you do so much to your own Yeah, those were her flesh and blood that she was raised. Well, and then she was, within weeks, dancing on a beach in complete bliss. Like, completely unaffected. Um, Very much a narcissist where it's like things have to serve her. And I think from the beginning... Chad wanted an empty nest with her. He didn't want children in the picture. And so she then didn't want the ch- children anymore. And it's kind of crazy because she really fought to have um, them like be with her. Like throughout her different divorces, she went out of her way to get custody of these kids. But then when it became inconvenient, then it was just like, nope, let's get rid of them. Uh, So very sad. Um, And Mm -hmm. so although she was found Mm -hmm. guilty of these, things aren't over for her yet because now that the trial is done in Idaho, um, she has to face charges in Arizona where she's being indicted for conspiracy to kill her niece's ex-husband, which was a failed attempt, Um, but then also for killing the fourth husband, Charles Ballow. Um, That's the reason she hasn't been charged for those yet or gone to trial for that is because that's in a different jurisdiction since those crimes happened in Arizona. Wow. And yeah, not only to kill your own kids, but your brother, your ex-husband's or husband, number four, who you like shared a life with. Like that's, that's pretty dark to be able to get to that point where you just don't care for any of these people. Mm-hmm. She was the Let's true dark about- one. She was the true dark one. <laughs> Let's move on from her. I don't want to talk about her anymore. <laughs> All right. Let's not. <laughs> um, I also, I didn't uh, include Keith Raniere himself because we did talk about his sentencing, mm-hmm. but he did get 120 years in prison. So but many someone, years. So many years. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's not going to live that long. Yeah. But uh, someone who hadn't been sentenced when we talked about it is Miss Allison Mack, which I think this could she be interesting. She has since been sentenced, right? She has. She has. But yes. when we did the episode, she hadn't been. Right. So the reason she hadn't been sentenced yet is uh, her sentencing got delayed because of COVID. And the early sentencing was looking like she was going to get 14 to 17 and a half years behind bars. What happened on June 30th, 21, Judge Garufis uh, sentenced her to only three years, so much lighter sentencing. But mm-hmm. the reason for that is because of how open and willing she was to help the case. So they decided to give her three years of uh, in prison 
and three years of probation, along with a thousand hours of community service and a fine of $20,000. Which didn't she only end up like not actually serving prison time? Like they got it bargained down to her just being on like house arrest for a year or something Ooh. like that. I feel like I, hadn't heard I, that. I feel like that. I, I, I think- thought, and I might be wrong, but I I thought I'd heard something about her. Like, yeah, that was her sentence, but what she actually ended up serving and where was a much very different, mm-hmm. like a much different like actuality, which is a, I think. Mm-hmm. True for a lot of these cases, right? I feel like the more money someone has, yeah. she was on Smallville for a long right. time, so she probably had money. Is She probably was able to pay for a yeah. lesser sentencing. Or a lawyer that could at least, like, talk their way into getting mm-hmm. her, like, you know, like, I think it was like she was on house arrest or something. So it wasn't mm-hmm. like she didn't, and then she was still on probation, and they might have, like, increased the probation and the, the volunteer time mm-hmm. or something in exchange for, like, an actual prison or some BS, you know? Yeah. Well, I so, definitely saw she got checked into a prison somewhere. Okay. So in California okay. somewhere. But yeah. So I'm wondering, um, I guess whoever wants to go, but how do you feel about this? Like, was this too light of a punishment for Allison? Should she have gotten more? Is this just right? Like, what are our thoughts? I think it's always so hard because especially if you're not the actual leader of a cult, you have to question how much was this person an active, like, recruiter, member, or how much were they a victim as well, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, you don't know how long she's been going through brainwashing with them. It's like, and, and there's no way to ever find out, right? There's right. no way to know what was truly going on in someone's mind if they were victimized to this point or if they they genuinely believe in the same things as their leader, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thoughts. Yeah, totally. Um, <laughs> I mean, I agree because that's that's the thing too. Like, some a lot of these people are brainwashed, and some it it sucks to kind of be accountable. I mean, to to kind of be sentenced for that because at the end of the day, like Keith Raniere was kind of like the mastermind of it. Yeah, you know, she's <laughs> the victim herself. Well, yeah. I remember when we first were reporting on it when only season one of the Nexium documentary was out. Keith made it seem like uh, people made it seem like a lot of this was Alan's, Allison's idea, like the branding and stuff like that. And then I feel like in season two, they reveal like Keith was like, Hey, branding's a good idea, right? You want to do branding? All the girls need branding. Yeah. You, you agree. Right. And she'd be like, yeah, and he's like, good. I'm glad you had that idea. So yeah. that's when I was kind of like, uh, she's being controlled. He was withholding money. He was doing a lot to keep her. So I kind of agree with the sentencing. I don't think she was as bad as we originally thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely do hope she at least has like some time in actual jail. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like sometimes it can be really clear, like when looking at it, where people were having the ideas on their own or being controlled by someone, it isn't always clear, but I think this is one case where you could really like she was brought in the same way she came into it through the same sort of taking of the lessons through like she got introduced to it I think by Lana from Smallville or (laughs) um, (laughs) like so she kind of came in as a participant and went through all the love bombing and brainwashing and um, yeah I I can definitely see like she wasn't making decisions Mm -hmm. 
she didn't, if I'm not mistaken, like when we researched her, didn't she, she didn't have like a great relationship with her mother or family. So she didn't really have anyone there that felt like watching out for her either. So if you're in that vulnerable position already and you're already searching for maybe like something, you know, that's, that's going to fit perfectly. And Keith was very good at being like, I know you want to be an actress. Mm-hmm. So but also like boy, a father I, figure. Boy, do I have the answer for you. I'm going to help you be an actress. So mm-hmm. that's how we got a lot of these kind of, what, B-list actresses over there. Lots of them off the mm-hmm. like CW shows, especially Smallville. Because once you get one, they're all like, this is great. You have yeah. to join this. And then from then on you're kind of and I feel like that's such that's the common goal for so many cults is let's get if we can get at least one celebrity (laughs) it's like (laughs) we're we're good yep Mm -hmm. um did anybody have any other groups you want to talk about so yeah uh one thing that happened after we recorded was Larry Ray got his sentencing uh I know like, I think we might have just been at the point where we heard, like, he was found guilty, but then it took almost, like, like eight months or something like that for them to <laughs> sentence him. Um, so he got 60 years in prison uh, from a federal judge uh, because he was found guilty of sex trafficking, extortion, conspiracy, and other sorts of uh, charges as well. So uh, you might remember he was the one that lived with his daughter in her I was just about to housing. ask, was he the one in the dorm room? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who then, like, had people convince them to become yeah. sex workers uh, mm-hmm. to bring him money, and then we get money from their parents and um, all that stuff, and was just a nightmare tenant in every shape and form. Um, but yeah, so and he's going to jail for six years. It's crazy to me that that whole thing, like, happened recently like it wasn't that long ago that this grown man was living in the dorm room and it took the school how long to do something about it to get him out like what yeah. does is this happening anywhere else like what <laughs> does this, is this a thing that happens like what well and what's crazy about that is there was the show that came out on hbo that follows um the history of larry ray and some of the people who were in the group are still like, especially the one girl who was sex trafficked, she brought in billions apparently, is still like, no, he's great. I love this man. Like, he should not be in prison. I'm like, girl, you got duped. You got used. You got sex trafficked. Like, mm-hmm. he's using you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I definitely recommend. So it's uh, Stolen Youth That's what it is. on HBO. And um, I really recommend watching it because it does kind of give – uh, you a conclusion of some of his victims, specifically the brother and the two sisters. Um, I don't want to spoil it, um, so check it out. But there's even this one point where you can see how brainwashed one of them was because she's telling a story, and then in the end, she's like, oh, wait, that was Larry telling me this. Yeah. And like, where you just see that realization, and it's so crazy. So oh, definitely gosh. recommend watching that. That's going to be, I feel like, an interesting thing to see, to see it on someone's face, like, when they realize, like, mm-hmm. oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's crazy, too, because I won't say who or how or what, but you see one of the people in the documentary slowly come out of the brainwashing. So you kind of go on a journey with this person. 
and them realizing how they were used. So it, it definitely is a valuable watch and you do get somewhat of a happy ending for some of these people. Luckily. Yeah. I feel like that could also be very eye-opening to other yeah. people that may yeah. be in a situation. Like if you're thinking, I might be in a cult, maybe watch that yeah. <laughs> and see like, oh, does my like leader check off some of yeah. Plus the one guy is like real cute. Like he's so cute. I can watch- oh, hi, Alan. <laughs> um, any other that we want to follow up on? Um, well, I was going to say that recently, um, we talked about a while ago, like it was a long time ago when he first started showing his crazy. Um, but we talked about Kanye Yeah. <laughs> and Donda Academy is under some heat right now there. They've got a lawsuit going. Some of the teachers are suing the school. And like at one point they sent out a few weeks back, like an email to all parents that the school would be closing for the rest of the year. So they can focus on like doing work to the school or re like structuring. And then like two weeks later, they're like school's back. <laughs> and yeah. And, um, I guess things are like, like a lot of people are reporting some weird stuff at a Donda Academy. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's shocking. Shocking. <laughs> yeah, right? shocking. Oh. Well, for our next section, I thought it'd be fun for all of us to talk about what are some of the episodes or cults that really stick out to you? Like maybe you just like the group or leader or it's just that ridiculous that you still talk about it. Oh, wow. But I feel like there's so many. So, okay. I think Scientology will always <laughs> that was be. A crazy yes, Scientology. <laughs> first of all, you guys are so crazy. I love you. You know, like I could watch Scientology shit all day long, and yeah, having that experience and seeing just how paranoid and like, whoa, you guys really don't want anybody talking yeah. about you. Like that was really in- crazy. You know. <laughs> you know what was funny is uh, I talk about him a lot on the show, but my ex tattoo artist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> who was a Trumper, Trump supporter, and very Republican, which is fine. We were still friends. We would have discussions, though, that we didn't always agree on. I brought up something about Scientology, mm-hmm. and he was like, oh, you're talking bad about Scientology? You've been watching too much Leah Remney. Oh, I wanted wow. to be like, A, at what point in your life are you at that you're sticking up for Scientology? And B, <laughs> I, told him, <laughs> I told him, no, I have been watching Lee Remney, but also I was literally chased through the streets of Hollywood by dogs on leashes just, with, just for being leashes curious. with Scientology. Yeah. Like, what if we were actual, like, people that wanted to join and we were prospects, you know, like, we were, like, genuinely curious but too shy or nervous to ask. Yeah. Y'all missed out on two potentials. Yeah, like... <laughs> I definitely don't want to join after that experience. We had people following us. We know for a fact yeah, some of them were following us. It was insane. Us. And then I thought, okay, I, I even got to a point where I was like, I was like, you know what? I'm going to take, no, no. I was even like, I'm going to take their life scan test. I'm going to do it. Like if they oh. ask me, I'll be like, sure, what, what's involved? Like yeah. I would start asking questions. And when we passed the gentleman that was asking people to come oh, in yeah. for the, the, what do they call it? The, the Thena or something, they yeah. had a name for it. but I know you're talking about Yeah, but anyways, but he would not talk to me. he By the time we he passed him, he pulled the flyer us. away wow. from us like really angrily. And it's like they knew at that point we were suppressive persons. But let me paint this picture for you. This is how our journey started. <laughs> so we parked across from the El Capitan in the Kodak Theater. 
and we started walking. Oh, I feel like this is like, by the way, don't do this at home. Don't do this like, at this home. Like, this needs a disclaimer. <laughs> like, don't don't try to find out about Scientology. So <laughs> next, like, down, right down the way from El Capitan, there's, like, a bookstore with all of L. Ron Hubbard's books. And we were, like, real discreet. We stopped in front of it, and Vicky just stand there staring. And she's like, <laughs> I don't know if I want to go in, but I want to go in. I'm like, Vicky, do something, because we look so standoutish right now. Like, we are so obvious. She's I like, so no, I don't know. I don't know. What should we do? Should we go inside? Should we not go inside? So we did I not. Like, the girls probably like there was like we could see they've got two like doors like wide open and there's a receptionist in the center that are staring at us like are you coming in or not bitch like but i didn't go in we did not go in (laughs) no and the part that really tripped me out is when we walked by the l ron hubbard center which i didn't even realize was there yeah we had no idea that was even there that was a that was the craziest surprise but i turned to vicky because there was a another lady at the desk there and i told vicky she's totally watching us on a monitor right now Mm -hmm. and vicky's like how can you tell i'm like i don't know i just feel like she's watching us and as we walked by the entrance there was a swivel camera that turned and aimed towards yeah. me and Vicky. And I was like, that's yep. how I know. And Keep then, walking. <laughs> okay. And so we were pretending because there's a plaque, like a bronze plaque of Elrond's face with all this like script on mm-hmm. it. So we were pretending it's outside of the building. So we were just being like, oh, here's like, oh, what is this? And like reading through and stuff. And then, yeah, we walked past and the camera, no shit, followed us down the street. And then we started, as soon as that happened, after that, we were started to get, like, harassed by people. And I wouldn't say harassed, but it was, like, definitely, like, hey, we're watching you. And it was, like, not people you would suspect. And then it really made me feel like a crazy person because it was, like, the Star Tours guy. And I don't mean Star Tours as in the ride. (laughs) I knew that's what you were thinking. No, the Star Tours and it was like the red bus, the Hollywood bus that you could pay to, and they take you to the uh-huh, Hollywood home. Star Speeder. We went to Haas. <laughs> no, I know you know, the, the Hollywood yeah. homes, like yeah. the tours of Hollywood, okay? So he was like, he said something really weird. I can't remember what it was. And he like smacked his books and he's like, you guys want to go for a ride, huh? Or some crazy fucking shit. And I almost lost it. I was like, no, thank you. And we started walking <laughs> away and we started walking down the street. And then we went into um, like somebody else had started saying something weird no, to I us. I remember a few things. I remember there was the guy who when we were walking, he was staring at us and he went into a CVS and when we passed the CVS, he came back out without purchase anything yeah. and continued to follow us. There was a guy who we thought was following us, so we stopped to look at a menu, and he walked up to that a was Okay, car. but before all of that, though, <laughs> before any of that had happened, like, on the way, because we were walking from the Hollywood and Highland, we decided to walk to Celebrity Center. So we're walking down Hollywood Boulevard, and then the camera oh, thing happened, and then they guy. stopped at us. Yeah, so it's soon before we even got to Celebrity Center, yeah, okay? we were by the freeway part, I remember. Right, right, right. Okay, so before even the Funko Pop shop. Mm-hmm. So after that, somebody, we were walking, yeah, <laughs> then we were walking down and we were almost at the Pantages Theater and somebody, another Star Tours tour guide said something else weird. It was a yeah. different guy. It was the guy that ended up going into CVS and coming back out, never selling Star Tours again. <laughs> and then after the second guy said something, we're like, okay, 
we need to shake these guys. And we got freaked out. And so we went into the Funko Pop shop. We waited an hour to an hour and a half before leaving. We're thinking like, okay, there's no way they're going to follow us for that. Waited out that long. Like, no. We walked up to Celebrity Center and we saw they had a sign out front and the sign out front was advertising it said fuck off sean and vicky (laughs) (laughs) so get the fuck out of here no um okay so we're walking up the street and the sign out front said that it was for you could um you could take free classes Mm -hmm. free um acting classes and they would help you with your resume and like these and so we acted like we were reading the sign and then we we walked up and we went to Franklin. So we came off of like um, Hollywood Boulevard and we walked up towards Franklin and we went up the side of um, Celebrity Center and then we made a left on Franklin uh-huh. and we walked over. And if we would have just kept walking, we might have been okay. But we decided to turn down that like cul-de-sac that they're on because it's like an, if anyone's seen Celebrity Center, it looks like it's like on a almost like the front entrance is on a cul-de-sac. Yeah. And it's... Um, so there's no reason for you to be going down the street unless you're Scientologist. <laughs> so we go down the street and we walk down and we turn around. And as soon as we're at the end of the street, this, this the tour guy, <laughs> he's hanging out with two pit bulls and they were sitting by his side and they were not on a leash. He, one of them was, he took the other one off the leash to show us, like, to show I am us. taking this yeah, off the leash. But you leash. could tell these dogs were very trained dogs. Yeah. And they were, they sat down waiting patiently for the instruction to be like, oh, like, so we got on our phone and we're like, I just like tourists. Like, <laughs> where do we go? We're so lost right now. And I'm like, oh, no. Well, the weirdest part to me is that he then proceeded to follow us down right. the street. He because started walking we, after so we, we started walking. We came down that little street off of Franklin. So we walked back up towards Franklin. And what we should have done is we should have crossed over past Franklin and gone like, oh, we must have gone down. We, yeah. meant, we meant to turn down that way. We went that way. Whoops, our bad. No, we started like walking and we were speed walking like yeah, we were, yeah no we were like seriously <laughs> booking it and yeah. we got back to the car almost like pretty quick so we walked all the way up franklin to almost to where um hollywood is mm-hmm. and we turned back down and then we went up to like almost you know how they kind of like cross almost at a point um so anyways we went back down though to um <laughs> to Hollywood and we started walking to go back up to Hollywood and Highland to go to the car and we crossed the street and we were almost by CVS again and that fucking guy another guy the first like ticketing guy came walking out of like some other Mm -hmm. shop and he was the one that followed us and he he was weird too because um we noticed I was like okay I think that guy's following us now like we I had never been so freaking paranoid yeah. in my life. Okay. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, that's the same guy that like the first guy, that was the first guy. And like, he did something weird. He had come out of CVS when he saw us walk down the street, which I feel like these people were all on like walkie talkies. Like, oh, yeah. oh, they're here. They're here. They're here. Cause there was another guy with a backpack that we saw when the we were way guy. down the street, a homeless guy with a backpack who was way down the street walking the opposite direction of us. He was going way down one way. We were going up towards up our at, car. He showed up at the, he was at our know. car before we were yeah. 
because as we left the parking lot and he straight up was not even subtle about it, he wrote down our license plate. Yeah, as we wow. passed by. I was like, oh my God, I have to get rid of this car now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can't believe this. This is crazy. But yeah. um, one of the ones that I actually just brought up the other day that has really stuck with me from all the way back in fucking season one. Uh-huh. Do you remember Roke? The Canadian. Oh my God! That's yes. I have that down (laughs) as my notes. Is the most violent. Yeah, like he was the worst of the worst. Yeah, he was definitely the most gruesome and violent cult. I think. So he's the one who would do experiments on his people. Like he would put molasses up their anal cavity. One of them he cut open. Um, He was convinced that one person who died under his knife was going to come back to life so he preserved her dead body and would like sleep with it oh, it, was it, just, was, it was the most bizarre and disgusting yeah, like it was so disturbing. yeah <laughs> wow yeah um, we felt. I remember feeling like icky, like finding it, researching it, and yeah. being like, "Oh my god! Like <laughs> my skin is crawling after this. Like I can't take enough showers." But on a lighter note, I still the other one that stuck with me is Majaya. I love Majaya. I was gonna say I have my notes down as like Heaven's Gate Majaya. Majaya, <laughs> my fave. She's, she's the one who um, experienced stigmata in her home, and her husband was like bullshit woman and she needed the jewelry he took her outfit to the cleaners they're like this isn't blood this is ketchup (laughs) (laughs) fucking ma and then yeah she told her followers that if if she doesn't have jewelry to weigh down her spirit it'll fly away But I only mean, at least 14 karat gold works. Anything less than that, it will not I weigh love, her spirit down. I love, though, that she was very much a gaudy New York woman. Yeah. You know, like, very, yeah. she, she was. And that's what and we loved about And she did do her. a lot of good in her life. She was an activist, but she also did a, some questionable things. Yeah. Um, what sticks out to you, Rachel? Tell us about it, Janet. Tell us about it. For me, it's really anyone that kind of links into that kind of like hippie um, counterculture yoga. Cause I am so much in that space. Like I, <laughs> I love psychedelics. I love plant medicine. <laughs> and so it's really interesting to see the people that use them in not great ways. And um, yeah, it's just really interesting to be aware of how so many people can take like kind of the, the mission of improving oneself and they can use that to like nefarious ends. Like I feel like Teal Swan very much like people come to her wanting to do self-improvement, wanting spiritual enlightenment. Um, and it's just so easily bent to their own means. So anytime there's something like that, I'm like very intrigued by it. Um, like James, Arthur Ray, Silver Fox, James Arthur Ray and like (laughs) the way like he had those crazy retreats and then like had the sweat lodge that just like killed people because he didn't actually research and become like uh, authorized in actually facilitating these. He didn't learn how to do it for real. He's just like, oh, I saw this somewhere and now I'm going to do it in completely the wrong way (laughs) that murders people. Um, So those are the ones that I find really interesting. Uh, just because I'm like, I want to do that, but in the right way. <laughs> but in the right way, with the right yeah. people. <laughs> yeah. Do you do you find, because I feel like as somebody that like is like a wellness coach, 
and mm-hmm. promotes myself as such. Do you, and I feel like you are very similar too. Like, do you feel like always nervous that you're one day like getting close to that line? Like I'm always like <laughs> questioning myself. Like, am I doing something a potential cult leader would be doing? Like, Oh. Somebody going to look back and be like, that's when it started. Yes. You know? <laughs> yeah, that and even like in learning things. So right now yeah. I am learning about, I did this program called Wild Fit that really kind of changes your relationship with food and how you eat. And in the trainings right now, they are teaching you like how to basically use language that can kind of get people on your side, use language to kind of push people and motivate people, um, to how to tell transformational stories, because if you can tell them in a way that emotes their emotions, you can like kind of win them to your side. And like, so it's really funny because even there was a point where he talked about these transformational stories and he's like, and you know what? The story doesn't have to be real. As long as you're like telling a story (laughs) that connects in a way that will motivate these people, like you're still like, it might not be completely like great to do that, but if you're doing it for their own good and then it's like, well, who decides what their own good is? Yeah. <laughs> that's, like, you know, I feel like that's a very, very tricky thing these days too, because I, I personally feel like what's good for me may not be good for you. And what's good for you may not be good for me. And there's so many different lifestyles and ways to live these days. And I feel like there's so many people that have told me, like, you're going to kill yourself eating that way. That's not a healthy way to live. But at the same, at the end of the day, I'm like, I need to do what I feel is healthy for me. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if this is healthy for me and it works for someone else, then I, I'm happy to share that. You know what I mean? But it does very much get to like worrisome that you feel that because your way of eating in my case is judged that you're, you're so concerned about what other people are going to think and how they're going to treat and act towards you, you know? How about you, girl? So a cult that sticks out to me, I think for me, it is definitely Heaven's Gate. Every every time I think of a cult, I think of Heaven's Gate because I think that's probably one of the first cults I've heard of as a kid and especially the leader. I was going to say, I think they are that, for me, they're the one that you remember as a kid. And when I... For me, for the longest time, I thought that term that drink the Kool-Aid came from Heaven's Gate, oh, not, from, not from Jim Jones. Yeah. yeah. So, because that's, they drink the Kool-Aid the <laughs> night before. I was yeah. just like, oh, I guess that's the cult thing is you drink the Kool-Aid. But <laughs> mm-hmm. they were my first, like, like, I feel like watching that story on the news, like, created a core memory of yeah. cults for me, you know? Well, mm-hmm. I was terrified of the leader. Like, every time they showed his he face, because he had very he intense was terrifying. eyes. Yeah. So, like, I would even, like, I remember when I was a kid hearing, like, when my parents watched the news and I knew they were going to talk about it, I ran out of the room because wow. I was scared to see his face. But but the great thing about the show is that, like, because I was since, before, like, doing any research, I was terrified. But, like, after doing some research, I did kind of empathize with him a little bit because we, we later found out that he really was kind of questioning his his existence in the cult as well too and just kind of like that kind of I don't know like should I be here or should I not and that kind of made me kind of make me see him more human than than before than like this kind of like scary guy um so 
yeah, I mean, you know, I'm happy that we're doing these because, like, yeah, I learn a lot and, you mm-hmm. know, so. Yeah. Well, and what affected me is finding out that he was kind of a misplaced queer man. You know, mm-hmm. he he had tried to, or I can't remember if he tried to, or was in a relationship with his drama student and people looked down on him because he was queer. So it's sad. We've talked about this a lot that, I feel like if he was in this time, maybe it wouldn't have gone the way it did. But because Mm -hmm. of the shame that society put on him for being who he was, I think that Mm -hmm. caused a lot of the depression that really made him run into Doe's arms, right? Doe was Mm -hmm. the female, T was the male. And then um, I think losing her is what really triggered that depression even more and drove him to, you know, the answer that he came to in killing himself and his followers. Mm-hmm. Well, his followers yeah. I think too. he was extremely lost yeah. when she passed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they are also my favorite couple. <laughs> like I am so fascinated by them. Yeah. And I, I remember even like researching them. I was like, there's so much more like crazy stuff mm-hmm. that I had yeah. no idea about. Like the castery or castor when they all castorized oh, yeah. themselves. Yeah. Oh my God. Ugh. I was like, Whoa, what that was hard for me to listen to. Yeah. And then I got to talk about it. Oh, <laughs> oh, don't touch my junk. <laughs> I won't. Oh, I no, think though, too, uh, one thing that I think is, is very fascinating about them and something I think that we don't think of with cults is that they, they took everything from the Bible. Yeah. Like everyone thinks they're this crazy alien cult waiting for the comet. No, 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 no. The comet was the path to heaven and everything they took was from the Bible. So Christianity, <laughs> you know, and there's, How there's so many cults. Many cults. How many? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With the Bible as the like reason and the truth as to why. And it's like, right. you just took a creation myth and based reality on it. And I think that's one of the dangerous things though about cults is because the idea that people have today of cults is that it's either this hippie stuff from the past or it's you believe in aliens, you know, or what is it? Who believes in Zerg? Not just the Power Rangers, but um, Uh, Scientology. Let me stop you there. The Power Rangers don't believe in Zerg. Zerg Zerg is is from Buzz Lightyear. (laughs) I should know that. Zeno? <laughs> yeah, Zeno. I can't keep all my aliens straight, okay? But you know what I mean? Like, I feel like people today don't realize the danger of some of our Christian-based cults, but there are so many of these cults that we talk about today that are based around modern religion. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's, it's safe to throw in a disclaimer we're not hating on religion itself, oh, but yes, a I lot am. of people take kidding. the thought of religion or the beliefs in religion and twist it to nefarious ends. So yeah. that's where it gets hard to mm-hmm. know, like, at what point are you being manipulated? And at what point are you being allowed to believe your beliefs based on the religious beliefs? Well, that's yeah. the thing, too. Like with the Bible, you know, some people could use words to kind of twist it mm-hmm. to what benefits them, right? Mm-hmm. And like, I think that's a danger. Like, yeah, even as a Catholic, like the uh, the Bible can be dangerous because yeah, people can say like what they've interpreted, but then their backup is it's in the Bible, so it's true. 
Yeah. But you could read a sentence differently from someone else. You know, exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's all lost in translation. Yeah. yeah. I'm saying yeah. we talked about that that thing before where they took or that story where they took an elephant in the room with all the oh, different yeah. religious and leaders they and they all described mm-hmm. different mm-hmm. parts of the elephant. Yeah. What were you gonna say, dear? Um, well I was gonna say I really like the way we were able to look at some of these and really kind of try to neutrally approach it from is this a cult or is this a religion? Like and how does that vary between the two. Where's um, the line? Yeah. Yeah. Where's the line, which it's a hard line to define. Um, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I, I, I definitely think there are cases where like, to me, the idea where it's religion is, it is something that is generally trying to like, it's something where people are coming together for community and like, it's helping really give them like a moral outline to live by. And it's not harming anyone in the process. And in in line with this, um, in honor of um, our hundredth episode today, I went to a service oh, no. <laughs> at a place um, called Ananda Portland Temple, and Ananda is a global spiritual movement based on the teachings of Paramhansa Yogananda, who showed how simple living and high thinking is the most practical and joyful way to live, and. Oh my goodness, guys. Like, so I found it really pleasant. Like I was like, everyone that's here is here all talking and learning about love and kindness. And at the same time, I also found it very interesting because there was an altar in the front. There were five pictures of masters. The main master is Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) But then like, there's these other masters that were then like, took his teachings and brought it forward. And my favorite is that like the second master Babaji Krishna is apparently like, although he brought his like his yoga to the world in 1863, I think it's important for you to know that Babaji continues to live in the Himalayas to this day, (laughs) accessible to a small band of disciples. I I feel though, have we heard this name before? Like in what? other groups or something maybe similar? I think, like, I think there's there's groups like that Like other similar. yoga groups, right? I know there's a center for it in L.A. as well. And it was on our list of, like, maybe one day we'll touch on yeah. this. But we just never got around to it. So it was really entertaining that I had gotten invited by a friend here to go to their thing. And there's, on like, this day of all there's chanting, <laughs> there's meditation. And it was really quite beautiful and lovely. But at the same time, I was laughing to myself because I'm like, <laughs> is it a cult or is it a religion? <laughs> but you know what, Rachel? I'm proud of you for going to that service. <laughs> Pat yourself on the back. Pat yourself on the back. <laughs> I did so good, you guys. I did so, so good. I feel like we've already kind of touched on this. Um, I think Alan kind of kicked it off. But just in summation, uh, what's something that you learn from doing this show? What would you say? Because you shared with us tea yeah. is less scary to you, but what else? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, like everyone's human, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even though maybe some of the leaders feel that they're not. Um, but like, I think all of us humankind are just can be vulnerable. Uh, just remember that. And um, yeah, I mean, just kind of do your research, <laughs> like, and once you do, you can, you know, figure, find out things that you don't know before. But, um, yeah, I mean, and also, like, all cults are different. Not every cult is a doomsday cult. Yeah. Um, some cults might not even be as culty as you think. So I definitely had my eyes open a lot more um, since doing this. 
Nice. Mm-hmm. How about you, Rachel? Um, yeah, for me, I feel like, especially with there being so many charismatic personalities out there, I love the idea of being able to kind of step back and question like people's behaviors and looking for those red flags and um, really before you dive into a group, really trying to kind of judge like, okay, does this seem like (laughs) they are aligned in a good way? Does it like, is there a way that things are not great? And like, be aware, like, are you involved in something that's taking you away from your friendships and, and your families? Um, I think there's so many little things to look out for. And like, is someone being like way too excited about how cool you are as a person? You might be being love bombed. It might yeah. be happening. You might be being I manipulated. I hated when it was happening to you. I hated it because we it all the worst. were on the sidelines like, this bitch does not see what's happening. And the moment I knew we were down that rabbit hole, or it's like, I don't know if she's coming back, is when Rachel walked out of the ending of It, the movie. I was like, Rachel never walks out of a movie. This bitch is gone. <laughs> but we got you back. We got you back. You got it back. It's fine. It's fine. And it doesn't always just happen with a group. Narcissists do it too. So just look out for that. <laughs> yeah. But I loved you so much. I stuck around and I didn't go ape shit on you. I let you go through your thing and mm-hmm. we got you. <laughs> yeah. How about you, girl? Um, so I feel like I'm going to completely contradict everything Alan oh, said. No. <laughs> oh, no. It's like, they're not all the same. My like notes are, I'm like, they're all the same. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> it's like, it just, I think that one thing I learned is that it does all feel the same. Yeah. It all mm. feels like the same foundation, the same like steps to go through building a cult. You got to love bomb people. You got to bring them in. You got to have a, start, a story that's going to scare people into what you want them to scare you know something you can hold over them it's always like the same characteristics like our our pillars right Mm -hmm. exactly and it's it it doesn't matter what the belief system is you can believe in aliens you can believe in jesus you can believe in buddha you can believe in whatever the heck you want yeah you can believe in gadget (laughs) you can believe in being a jedi but it's how you're using this against other people and getting what you want that makes it questionable and dangerous you know but it does it all feels the same though at the end of the day and it's just it's like man after a while i'm like of course, that's what happened. It's always it's, you can predict the ending. Sex yeah, and money yeah. Is the, at the middle of everything. It's all power. Money is power. Yeah. Like I feel that I definitely look at things now as in everything is the same. Like your time, your money, your patience, your love, your energy. It's all the same. Yep, it's all the same. Um, one thing, not to use my own words, but I'm proud of that we did on our show. <laughs> um, this was really eye-opening to me because I think I did go into this show as kind of a victim blamer as like, how did these people get wrapped up in this group? Why are you so silly that you would do this? But after these hundred episodes, it's very eye-opening to see nobody joins a cult thinking I'm going to join this cult so I can be taken advantage of. Mm -hmm. So we really learned that I myself am like, (laughs) I could easily get duped into going into one of these groups because they all sound so nice looking from the outside in. But then that that small control comes in. So I'm happy that we were able to have people write in and say that we approached it as not 
blaming the people and really em- empathizing with the people who were in these groups. There were some that were a little hard for me. I'm going to admit, like, Flat Earth. <laughs> Flat Earth episode. <laughs> I was yeah. like, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. But we did a good job of... Um, keeping it pretty neutral and not saying, you know, these people are stupid for joining this group or these people are idiots. Mm-hmm. Or the Trump people. <laughs> the Trump people the QAnon were people. Yeah, that was harder. But can you prove that it didn't happen? <laughs> <laughs> You've never seen beyond the wall. You don't know what's beyond the ice know. wall. Can you prove that JFK Jr. <laughs> is not going to come back and save us all? <laughs> Um, so if you had to pick, I'll say one or two, cause I have two. If you had to pick a cult to join out of the ones that we talked Ooh. about, what would you join? I already know. What is it? Okay. Um, so I'm pretty confident that I'm actually already in one of said cults that y'all have discussed before. Oh no. Oh, I know which one. <laughs> but it's like the is it one that you talked for like 15 minutes about their beliefs and how much yeah. you like them? No, that, that's, the, that's the one I'm going to trick my kids into really oh, believing okay. is a real thing. Oh. And I am going to tell my kids, like, we don't celebrate Christmas. We celebrate Life Day because we're not Christian. So why do I celebrate? But I want Christmas presents. So oh. we're going to celebrate <laughs> Life Day in our house. Okay, okay. Um, no, but I am, I am very Disney. Oh, and y'all one. did talk yeah. about Disney. So I'm like, um, I first off, we are all in that cult. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, yeah. hello. So, yeah. yeah, that would be the one. Um, I do remember very much so being interested in the, not the Kabbalah Center, but the idea of Kabbalah. That's the one you talked for like 15 minutes on. You were fell yeah. in love with them from the get. <laughs> I, but. But you got to, like, separate the Kabbalah Center from that because that was not good. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So the idea of, though, it seemed very much around self and meditation, Mm -hmm. and that is what's appealing to me. Because for me, like, I'm not – I don't consider myself religious, but I do consider consider myself spiritual in my own way. I think you can call God whatever you want. You can call him God. You can say Jesus. You can Mother Earth. Whatever you – yeah. What, call it what you want. <laughs> call it what you want. I don't care. You know, but it, it's, it needs to be with self, you yeah. know, and it needs to be self-focused. Like I've learned like through my own self-healing journey, religion can't fix what's going on internally. I need to internally go through my self-healing like journey, that. you know? Mm-hmm. So religion to me is not something that is like a public thing, like spirituality, you know? is not a public thing. Like it should be a very private internal thing. I feel like how you process the world, how you deal with the world, you know, I like that a lot. I personally believe in mother earth. If anything, like, yeah, I believe that we come from earth. We need to give back to earth, you know, like, yeah. Which one of you wants to go first? Or do you want me to go? I'll I'll go go. then. (laughs) (laughs) I have two. They're very nerdy. I don't know if you guys have met me. Um, Obviously, gadgetism. Just (laughs) because I feel like... Another Disney call. What a surprise. (laughs) I say them because... I still to this day don't think they're serious. I think they're just a group of nerds who hang out and they made this, this 
origin story to like stand out. They probably thought different. it was a joke. It was probably, it was probably like, yeah. Joke. Yeah. And then they just went with it. <laughs> they forgot it was online. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I bought that domain for how long? <laughs> but the one that's my number one, I loved it. I even like tried to find one near us after we did the episode. And I'm still like, maybe I should search again. Jediism, you all. It is everything. <laughs> the fact that they have this belief based on Star Wars, even though they don't believe the Star Wars characters are real, but just living by the code of the Jedi and kind of a, a what's the word? Like they don't fully like they don't believe in stealing kids from their families and training them to be Jedi, like the movies do. <laughs> but they live by certain yeah. It's balance. And then the fact that they do like lightsaber training and that helped one guy lose a lot of weight. I'm like <laughs> That is the way to lose weight. Yeah. <laughs> I can go to the park and show off my skills, and I can look good doing it. <laughs> so that's mine. Nice. How about you? So uh, one of the ones that I thought was really fun and, like, doesn't really seem to exist today is the Oddfellows. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. They were fun. <laughs> like, riding the the mechanical goat thing to where like <laughs> there was a full business based around creating these mechanical goats for people to ride. And like, they're like, well, we can't be in the Masons cause we're not Masons. And we can't be in like these trade groups. So we're just going to make our own trade group and we're going to be the odd fellows. <laughs> they were really, really fun. Um, and, and they seem pretty like, you know, harmless. They weren't doing any harm and they were doing silly, silly things with mechanical goats and really like elaborate kind of um, rituals which sounded fun. <laughs> um, well, so, and the yeah. fact that early on they were already allowing for women to join too, that was a big deal. That's yes. something the Masons weren't doing. <laughs> the Masons are rude in that way. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I really liked them. Um, and... Yeah, I feel like there must be more out there that are probably, like, where I'm already getting into, like, within the plant medicine space. Um, Like, I obviously am very much into the spiritual. And what I think is really interesting is a lot of people that have done plant medicines end up coming out with the same truths. Like, they'll go to completely different places and come out with the same truths. So, for me, spirituality is really interesting uh, because, as Vicky uh, you mentioned you could keep it very private, but at the same time, if you start talking about your spiritual journey, you find out that you guys have a lot in common that you've experienced in that. And mm -hmm. a lot of it has to do with oneness and, you know, mm -hmm. loving and being kind, which I feel like is at the root of almost every single religion. Um, I it's what it should be yeah. at the well, root yeah, of every religion. Yeah. Well, it, it's at the root before man and their thirst for power manipulates it into something else. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. I was yeah. at a non-denominational center where it had like a whole bunch, like a symbol for all the things. And I'm like, yeah, at the base, they're all kind of the same things, but then they focus on the differences and like, well, like we don't believe that your person, he, oh, so Jesus isn't like to us, the son of God, but he is a prophet. <laughs> and like for then the Christians to be like, what? No, he's the son of God. He can't be less than the son of God. Like being a prophet isn't enough. And like the fact that there are other prophets, it's not okay. And it's like, but they were teaching the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> love. <laughs> so yeah, I find it interesting. Yeah, it is. Hi. Hi. My turn. Yeah. Um, are, Honestly, like, I don't know if I could join any cult because, like, 
You were in Kinda the like Alaska one. Said. I was just going to say, babe, we're, you're in one. I mean, no, no, I mean, aside from Disney, yeah, for sure. But <laughs> that's like, enough of a call. I mean, that's, I'm that's a busy. given. But like, I don't, I can't see myself because, yeah, like being in a cult, you share a lot of your, you know, your, oh, yeah. your wants and everything. And that's I'm not, not like, you. that's not me at all. <laughs> like, I would rather just figure it out on my own than like need someone to kind of help me walk through the process. But the I thing guess. is, people are so sneaky and cult leaders are so manipulative yeah. mm-hmm. and they can teach people that represent them to be so manipulative. You are telling them things without you are even yeah. without realizing yeah. you are telling them. And people also then like after you've been love bombed and you're made to believe your friend, it's like, well, I can't help you though if you don't tell me what's wrong. And don't you want to like, no, but that's just how it works, right? It's like you, they build this trust and then it's like, let me slowly get these like little bits and pieces that I'm one day going to use against you Mm -hmm. in your most vulnerable time. Because you're clearly vulnerable right now. You're already in this position where it's like something's, something's going on. I don't need to know what's going on to know that you're here because something's going on. You're looking for, you're but missing something in your life. Alan's point is he doesn't share. I don't, right. I don't like being vulnerable in front yeah. of people. <laughs> like even at work, uh, mm-hmm. my boss is like, everything's like, he always says, you never ask for like, say you're, how you're doing, <laughs> you yeah. know, like, um, if you need help or anything. And cause I'm always just like, yeah, everything's fine. Which most of the time is cause good at my job but like yeah i just tend to just kind of figure things out on my own Mm -hmm. which is a good and bad thing but um yeah i mean i think it is bad for someone (laughs) who is trying to recruit a person like me into their group yeah yeah cool so um last two questions so i thought it'd be fun if we shared who was the most dangerous leader we talked about i picked one for past present and future oh and i had like a few in mind <laughs> for future. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. So for the past, <laughs> I picked the Antil dude. Cause that dude was fucking gross. Yeah. Um, also though, one that came to honorable mention was a uh, Jim Jones, just because of the quantity, you know, uh-huh. that was pretty in- intense. Um, for present, I selected Mr. David Miscavige because where, where is Shelly? You know, like, we still don't know where Shelly is. He's clear. He doesn't give a fuck. You know, he's got people in the hole. He's crazy. So he takes present day. Um, and then future, I, I did go with, um, I had two in mind, uh, Andrew Tate and Teal Swan. And the reason I picked them for future is because they do very much have that grasp on social media, Mm -hmm. which I feel like is now such a powerful tool for a cult leader. And we see how Teal Swan is still thriving on the internet with almost a million Instagram subscribers, even after this damaging Mm -hmm. documentary. So online cults, like if you know how to play the social media game, you're you're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And those two unfortunately do, you know. How about you, Rachel? Um, So for me, like I feel like to me what seems like the most dangerous are people like Donald Trump who have managed to go from just being like popular to then being in the position Mm -hmm. to change how a country operates like to me when you get that level of power it's not just 
you controlling your followers. It's you being able to then implement your rules on the followers. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I see is very dangerous. And I feel like it wouldn't even necessarily have to be him. Uh, we have our dear friend, uh, what's his name? In Florida. <laughs> but, Ron. Uh, DeSantis. DeSantis. Mm-hmm. And like the people that are taking these ideologies to a place mm-hmm. where they will then like change it for everyone else who doesn't follow yeah. their ideas, basically. Yeah. I'm going to go because I echo that. What was really eye opening to me, and I've talked about this on our podcast, but the fact that I went to my uncle's celebration of life two weeks ago and his part of his life was showing that he loved Trump. I'm like, the fact that these people love Trump so much that on somebody's deathbed, you have Trump stickers and Brandon, let's go Brandon. And I'm like, that's scary to me that somebody's idolized to the point that you would sum up their life as they believed in this person you know what I mean it's just yeah I wouldn't have Biden in like things about Sean (laughs) so (laughs) he definitely has a sway on people to Mm -hmm. a very extreme point and you're right our country has changed in my opinion a lot for the negative and it's because of his charisma and him just speaking a certain way and, and he and opened the door. Yeah, he opened he the door. He opened the door for people to just be the absolute worst of yeah. the worst. And I feel like with DeSantis, every day is how can I top myself from what I did yesterday? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, I think and there's a certain amount of intelligence behind it as yeah. well because they are implementing things within policy that will mean that the minority will continue to rule, which in a democracy, you think that just shouldn't be a thing. There shouldn't be any situation where the minority is constantly making the rules, but they're encoding it. So that's the only option, which is frustrating. Very. Mm -hmm. How about you, my dear? Yeah. I mean, just to add on to the Trumpism as well, too. I mean, like a lot of what he's doing is it's based on targeting people, right? Targeting immigrants, targeting LGBTQIA people. And like, wait, wasn't there a leader that targeted a a specific Mm -hmm. group um, and caused things like the Holocaust? So it is scary because like, it is like we're repeating history. Um, But, but for me, I think the most dangerous, I'd probably say Jim Jones as well too, because he he was up, he did what he did without, things like social media. So imagine if he existed now, like how big his group would have been and what he would have done using, you know, the internet. Well, and it's funny because he's the opposite of Trump where he was like, I love everybody no matter if you're a different color, a different sexuality. I love you all. And that's how he got such a big following is those. I feel like the four of us today would join his group. His yeah, group very and he was very like, yeah, activism and very socialism and mm-hmm. very much wanted to create this and painted this picture of equality for everyone. And it's like, yeah, who wouldn't want to be all about that? Yeah. Martin Luther King Jr. gave him like awards and recognition. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that sounds like that's a pretty cool dude then. Yeah. And yeah. It, it's just insane and crazy how fast it all went, you know, and and shows you too, like I guess how powerful drugs are, and because he he very much was gone by that point that yeah. he killed all those people. 
So before we wrap up, my last question to the group is, what advice do you have for someone wanting to avoid joining a cult? I feel like just always trust your gut on red flags. Like if you think it's a red flag, it's a red flag. It's, it's not, oh, I think that's a red flag. It's a red flag. So mm-hmm. trust your gut. Like if something smells off in any way, question it. Yeah. Why? Why? Like, why are you, you don't know me. Why are you like telling me all these wonderful things before you've even met me? Exactly. You know, like mm-hmm. question it, you know, <laughs> just question everything. I feel like question everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Staying connected to your support system. If you're ever mm-hmm. in a situation where something is trying to take away your support system, that's like one of the biggest red flags I think out there. Um, because like, these are people that you love and that you care about and love and care about you. And so being able to hear their feedback and then just knowing like anything that's trying to take away from that has questionable motives. Yeah, I think that's good. Did you have, I didn't have anything to add. Did you? Um, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you guys kind of summed it up. Yeah, so. that's very good I think information. One thing we've, I don't know if we've ever talked about it or what, but if you do have a friend that you think might be in a cult, like don't, don't like shame them. And I, if you're like genuinely like concerned, like ask them questions yeah. and be involved, and, but don't ever like make them feel like you're in a cult. Yeah, don't you tell know, them you're yeah, in a cult. Yeah, that this is, or I clean. think this yeah. is a cult. Like, yeah, that's gonna like, and mm-hmm. and then too, it's gonna cause so many more issues because they're gonna tell their group, oh, people are thinking I'm in a cult. Like, even if you're just casually joking around, but then like they're like, uh, fuck, we are a cult. They just found <laughs> out. Yeah, <laughs> we gotta like double down on this, yeah. you know. So if you do think your friends in a cult, just. Be supportive and be, not that they're in the cult, but just be supportive in the sense that you're there for them. Check on them all the time, you know, like, Mm -hmm. hey, how about we spend time together today? Mm -hmm. And then maybe just point out subtly, like, hey, I noticed you're spending a lot of time with this group. Like, (laughs) is there, do you want to hang out with me sometime? You know, like, can we get together? Yeah. So So before we give our little tags, Mm -hmm. I promised us at the beginning. So here we are, our top 10 and how many listens they've got. Number 10. I was going to say, are you going to go from 9 to 1 to 10? Number (laughs) 10, Sherry Schreiner and her adventures in (laughs) reptilianing, made of words. We had 1,102 listens on that one. So that's the the floor right now for our top 10. Uh, Does the process church rhyme with son of Sam? So this is the one that people think the son of Sam killer was part of, which we said, we don't think so. 1,136 listens. Uh, Teal Swan, a spiritual influencer that may be to die for. I love these titles. I came up with all of these. <laughs> I lovely. give props to myself. <laughs> you, did, you did so good, Sean. You did such you did. a good job. <laughs> Um, Teal Swan got 1,152 listens. Uh, the Cult of Trump, 1,170. So he just barely beat out Teal Swan. So now Teal Swan knows what it feels like to be Hillary. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jared Leto and his Island of Adventure. Oh. This one kind of um, scares me because I know Jared Leto has like a big following and it's happening now. So I wonder like yeah. how many people listen to it that are Didn't like, he, write, he bought the house in Malibu or something like Didn't that. He? Right. 
I don't know. Didn't um, he? I thought he opened like a place and he bought a house sure. in Malibu <laughs> somewhere. One thousand one hundred seventy-three listens. Vicky. Yes. yes knock yes. knock knocking on heaven's gate. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. One thousand two hundred thirty-one oh. listens. We love Rajneesh oh so much. <laughs> 1,527 listens. Wow. Why, hello, we're Once Upon a Cult. So that was our introduction. Mm. 1,737. Let's celebrate with Jehovah's Witness. I thought that was funny because they don't celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> 1,795 listens. Can we interrupt real quick? Because sure. I just have a question. Is it just me or have y'all noticed Jehovah's Witness at Downtown Disney all yeah. the time? Oh, yeah. And I don't understand I don't what understand. that's about. Yeah. How is that happening? What is going on? Who's like that? I, I did just get approved. How did that get yeah. approved? It's yeah. very questionable to me. But anyways, I just want to interrupt another one. That. Did Disney did, look into their questionable background? Do they have an actual yeah. setup or are they, they just have a general? setup? It's a table and it says it's like they've got pamphlets out like they do on the park corners because I see them sometimes just randomly in the park. And especially in Anaheim, I used to see it all the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they just set up a table with a tablecloth and like marketing material that says JW because it's JW.com is their website. And yeah, and it's in downtown Disney. So they've already gone through security. The only thing I can think, no, because you still go through security. Well, I was saying maybe they spent the night at the hotel at the at the no, Grand. They have to have yeah, because there's yeah, they have to have um, yeah. The thing I could think of though is I've noticed they don't approach people. I wonder if they can only talk to people if they are approached because they've never once walked up to me and said, "Have you heard about right. Jehovah's Witness?" Right. You know? So, and I noticed that too, mm-hmm. but. It, that I don't know. Right. It just weirds me out. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. It's like if you had Scientology there. Yeah. To yeah. Me. Well, and if you're um, going to have them there, in theory, you should have all the other religions there. Yeah, where's the same? Yeah, like it's, it's, <laughs> it's weird to me that any religion whatsoever is allowed to be there. Yeah. Yeah. Any religion. So yeah. would you like to hear our number yes. one most listened to? Yeah. It was OMG, The People's Temple. Our very first episode oh. ever, 2,817 listens. Wow. So almost 3,000 people have heard our annoying voices and our bad <laughs> recording quality. I would just like to point out Scientology, <laughs> if you are listening, you clearly, you didn't even make the list. Nobody's nope. paying attention to us, so just leave us alone. Yeah. Nobody <laughs> is listening to your episode, Scientology. We don't care Call about off the you. dogs. Yeah. <laughs> Like this one that's attacking me now. <laughs> no one's yours. <laughs> oh, so Vicky, yes. uh, where can people find you? Oh my gosh. I'm doing a lot these days. Um, I'm working on writing a cookbook, a keto mm-hmm. cookbook. Um, but if you want to check out my website and see, I do write meal plans and I do coaching for anyone that is interested in a keto diet, which by the way, I do not solicit people. If you, <laughs> if you want to know what I did to lose weight, by all means, reach out to me. <laughs> I'm like, mm, you come to me. I'm not going to you. <laughs> so, yeah, it's information for those that want it because I've, I got so many people that asked me, like, when I started losing so much weight, like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And then I'm like, I don't know how to, like, tell people what I'm doing. So I think I finally figured it out, and I write meal plans for those that want it. 
nice. <laughs> Rachel, what uh, perverted podcast do you have? <laughs> uh, you can listen to the podcast A Real Bodice Ripper, which talks about romance novels and is quite fun. Um, I know we're not really active with it right now because life is busy, but it's a fun listen. Nice. Where can people find you? Uh, well, you can also find us on um, Marvelous Galaxy of Disney, where we talk about every week everything under the Disney umbrella. So that includes Disney, Marvel, and Star Wars. Nice. Yeah. And that episode came out today, actually, yeah. along with this one. <laughs> and you can still find me on Words of the Witches with Kevin. We're talking about the original Charm show or in season 10 of the comics are on Solving for X. We're going through X-Men media, starting with the animated series, the OG X-Men cartoon. How exciting. Nice. So you don't have to miss yeah. us. You can find us all in other places. Mm-hmm. We do appreciate everyone who, whether you've just listened to random episodes, whether you've stuck with us from the beginning, all 100 episodes, um, our fans, our listeners, our culties, <laughs> we're very active with our show, so we appreciate that. This has been Mm -hmm. a learning experience for us all, and it's been, it's had its ups and downs. Yeah, it's been so fun, though. One thing I was going to say, too, I don't know what this means, but two of our episodes on Spotify have Uh a little COVID, like, learn more about COVID, like, handle attached to them. Uh It's the QAnon episode and the Shinchianji episode, which I'm like, QAnon was saying COVID's not a threat, and Shinchianji was a super spreader of COVID, so I was like... That's interesting that they added that on those two. Yeah, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> Talking about the hot topics. <laughs> yeah, hot topics and not the store in the mall. <laughs> but uh, thank you again for listening. We will yes. see you on our next journey. And thank you for agreeing to do this with me all yeah. those years ago. You're welcome. Six years ago. Actually, it's 2017? 19. 19. Oh, you're such a liar. So for. Yeah. Four years ago. Four years ago. But so it doesn't feel like four years ago, no. that's for sure. <laughs> and thank you, Rachel and Alan, for stepping up. Yes. Especially yeah. um, because there were weeks where I feel like, even with Vicky, there were times where one of us would be like, you guys, I really didn't research that much. And then the others would be like, I got you, girl. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> so yeah. It was very uh, um, synergetic. Showtime synergy. <laughs> <laughs> I just pictured you running right. into a wall. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, please. Thank you so much again, and we will catch you on our next project. Bye. Bye. Bye.